On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we explore summer in Christchurch, its food, its culture and scenic adventures, and why you should make Christchurch your base camp for exploring the wider Canterbury region. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. Welcome aboard Kiwi Tripsters, I'm Mike Yardley. Hello Michael, I'm Chris Lynch and on this edition we celebrate my hometown, my region, the mainland Christchurch, Canterbury. Yes, we thought we'd celebrate the hometown and the extraordinary array of day trip and side trip possibilities across Canterbury that make Christchurch such an ideal base uh, for some exploration this summer. That's right. Let's start with a quick update on the summer essentials in Christchurch. Uh, what do you reckon, Mike? I think um, let's start with ice cream, please. <laughs> well, definitely you need to wrap your lips around the delights of rollicking gelato, uh, whether it be in New Regent Street, which is their original headquarters, or the cafe uh, in Cashel Street. They switch out three flavours every two weeks, I only recently discovered. So, you know, if you've got sick of some of the old timers there, there's always something new. And of course, no matter how many times you visit Riverside Market, there's always new gourmet delights and treats to discover. Summer is such a great season to tap into the soul of the city, whether it's the river and the gardens, take a nice languid uh, stroll through Hagley Park, through the Botanic Gardens, Victoria Square, Mona Vale, Rickerton House, or you might find Chris Lynch striking out on a great hike on the Port Hills. You might if you're lucky. I'll tell you what, in summer in Christchurch, I actually think it's the dairies that make the best ice creams because it feels like they're always competing with each other. Yes. A good dairy to go to, if you're going to Sumner, head to the dairy in Redcliffs, they make ginormous ice creams. They're quite world famous in Red, Red Cliffs, aren't they? Are, they've they? won I, awards. Yes, I've heard people talk the about Red it. The Red Cliffs Dairies, my friends, just yes. opposite the BP there. If you're travelling with kids, obviously Margaret Mahi Playground is a really popular spot in Christchurch. Yeah. Arana Wildlife Park. What else, Chris? Willow Bank. I tell you, I haven't been to the International Antarctic Centre for a while, but that's that's supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I, need absolutely. To, I need to check that out. And the one thing that I think is wonderful too uh, for the for even the holidays or the summer experience is the, the saltwater hot pools in New Brighton. Great family fun and a good place to go. And they only let a certain amount of people in, so you never feel like it's too much. Yeah. So check them out in New Brighton. Always a popular summer pursuit, uh, having a punt on the Avon. And yes. if you want to change that up, there are river tours by Waka now as well on the Avon. And you'll glean lots of insights into the last 180 years of history, Māori and early settlers working together to build Christchurch by transporting bricks on Waka down the Avon. Who knew, Chris? As you do. Yes, summer is here and it's time to explore our amazing Christchurch and our Canterbury region. Let's start also with some good things like uh, the bites, the brews, the beets and the CBD. Mike, give us some top tips. What do you reckon? Well, if you want to see what the terrace is all about, but maybe you don't want to uh, get amongst the late night crowd, a really good place to park yourself up at an outdoor table is at um, Craft Embassy on their balcony. Craft Embassy looked down from their sheltered spot onto the terraces 
uh, popular spots. It's a really good perch to people watch with the craft point. You might want to settle in for a session. They've got about 30 bears on tap. They rotate them. So uh, you'll uh, be in bear heaven at Craft Embassy. The place I quite like there on, I'm trying to think if it's, uh, no, it's just one down from Riverside, more on the strip, it's Botanic. It's a yes. lovely place, kind of quite fancy, good for people watching. It's upstairs, you can look down at the strip and see other people and and uh, on a beautiful day, uh, yeah. sometimes there's some music and entertainment. Good place to have a lovely drink. It is a fantastic spot, Botanic. I think it's sort of like a mix between a gin palace and a lofty eatery. They've got that garden bar and restaurant. Really unique spaces, actually. A a warm balcony overlooking the Avon and um, that rear rooftop garden bar sheltered by a modern glass house. Uh, If you want to really splash out at lunchtime, they have what they call the lavish lunch offer. It runs on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays and it's just a banquet. You get the seasonal platter for starters, a hearty main course, a decadent dessert and a two-hour drinks package, Chris, including Prosecco, Bellinis, Mimosas, and non-alcoholic bubbles. And they do really good cocktails at Botanic as well. You just reminded me, a good place to go for cocktails is at Kong. I went there with a friend a couple of nights ago. Love Kong. And what well, was my first experience there? I couldn't believe it how... When you walk into that place, you, f- you don't feel like you're in Christchurch. You could be anywhere. You could yep. be at a really fancy bar in Las Vegas. Yep, totally. Um, it's a lovely kind of vibe. It's different. Yeah. I, I actually went it, on a Wednesday night. It was quite quiet, but I kind yeah. of enjoyed that vibe. Yeah, that's good. I think it's very American, that place. There was something yeah, very nice. metro American about it. Um, so, yeah, Kong is very, very popular. Very good pretzels there as well, by the way. Hence why I think it's American. Also, speaking of that American sort of jazzy vibe, Fat Eddie's just down from Kong is um, a really cool spot on the terrace. And a new Regent Street pop upstairs into the institution for a charming concoction. Uh, they've got very quaint booths made from pews that once belonged to an old Akaroa church, as you do. And if whiskey is your poison, uh, also in New Regent Street, a really popular spot for some libations. The last word. They've got over 320 whiskies at the last word. Um, nice wee spot to enjoy a dram in the courtyard before calling it a night. Obviously, rooftop bars always very popular in the summer. Mr. Brightside on top of the Public Trust building on Oxford Terrace would have to be my favourite joint. And Chris, I'd, have you been? How could you do that? Because you've got to dress up. You have to dress up. There's a dress code there. What are you suggesting? I, I would try to go there in the afternoon, but I was wearing, <laughs> I was wearing a hoodie. Oh, are you? So advice for those who oh, yeah. look like slobs like yeah. me, don't wear a hoodie. No. Make an effort, please. That's, that's very <laughs> wise advice. <laughs> OGB, by the way, just behind the cathedral, it's part of the Heritage Hotel. Um, I love that spot. It's sort of got a speakeasy vibe to it. Um, and that large patio is just ideal in the summer months uh, if you want to catch some live music or a warm breeze. Get there early, though, over summer because those seats on the patio fill up fast. Live music too, by the way, not just there, but some other places across Christchurch like um, the Dark Room. Indeed, the Dark Room and Space Academy, um, they sit opposite one another on Sanasiv Street. The spotlight is on solo acoustic artists at OGB, which we just mentioned, and uh, a couple of other live gig spots, Vesuvio and Boo Radley's. If you need to let off steam, venture back to the terrace for some live jazz late into the night at Fat Eddie's. Now, I want to talk to you about the convention centre because it feels like it's been 
Such years? a long time coming. <laughs> yes. Um, but we are nearly there. Indeed. And I guess they're going to have to probably change their business model just a little bit to encourage more of a domestic market. But I think yep. they'll be able to do that. I, I've got great hopes for this. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Tapai is set to open for business by Christmas. There is so much incredible art, which I keep hearing about, uh, that is going to wow the crowds, um, both inside and even outside the convention centre as you walk along from Victoria Square up towards the terrace. A lot of that art inside the building will just really uh, pop, um, so you can admire it from the outside as well. also, Christchurch in November is welcoming the opening of a stirring new art museum, Raven's Car House. Now, where's this? This is directly opposite Canterbury Museum on Rolleston Ave. It's a purpose-built gallery and home. It was donated by Jim and Susan Wakefield to showcase their incredible collection of particularly New Zealand art. So there are some really big names in their collection. Colin McCann, Francis Hodgkins, Charles Goldie. Um, They've got a collection of antiquities, particularly from ancient Rome, and a number of works by one of New Zealand's great sculptors, Paul Dibble. So this new museum, this art museum, Raven's Car House, it's open daily directly across from Canterbury Museum. Oh, check it out. Sounds great. Now, the Court Theatre, um, always a good place to go. They've got a little shop of horrors. That'll be fantastic. The Court Theatre is just great fun. This will be a full-blooded, feel-good hit of the summer at the Court Theatre. Uh, it's a dazzling revival, the beloved story of the florist Seymour and his bloodthirsty singing plant, all brought to life in full Technicolor uh, with all of the uh, the hits from the musical. Uh, a visually and vocally stunning musical. Great fun and do remember, do not feed your plants. Um, I'm sure if you see Little Shop of Horrors, you will get the idea. You're with Kiwi Tristers. Let's head uh, over the hill to the port, Littleton. Littleton Street, Crete, and the standalone destination. Uh, it seems to have, I reckon, got... What's we're looking for? More Art Deco, more cultured, uh, more residential... Following the quakes, there is a really lovely vibe in Littleton now. It's really come into its own, um, and I think there is still that raffish historic charm to Littleton that's always been there. Mm. But, yeah, I agree. I think it's now got a really cool ethos about it. I've heard it described as grungy boho, Chris. Grungy boho. You mean the types uh, need to have a, a wash? <laughs> Just not grubby. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but there are some wonderfully creative types that come uh, from yeah. Littleton, and I want to salute them. You've mm. got a few lists there, um, well, haven't you? One interesting aspect uh, to Littleton is it is such a hotbed for New Zealand's alternative folk country scene or the, yeah. the indie folk scene. So... That's headlined by Martin Williams, Mel Parsons, and Nadia Reid. Uh, the creative prowess just purrs through Littleton. There's potters and jewellers and green-fingered plant artists and so many sort of recycled clothing boutiques, uh, a lot of bookshops. 
The bars and the cafes, as you walk along, will be advertising all manner of live gigs, even live poetry reading. Um, And in terms of the bookstores, yeah, there's a lot of secondhand bookstores. Surely one of the best magazine shops in New Zealand is in Littleton. It's called Leslie's Bookshop, under the command of Paul Leslie. At last count, he stocks over 2,000 magazine titles in this digital age we're in. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty cool. London Street is the beating heart. Um, There's some lovely uh, stores there. I I like that um, little wee antique store. They go in there and have a look, because it takes me back to my childhood. Yes, yeah, it's antiquing cool. is always fun. What else is there? Uh, well, of course, on Saturdays, London Street just bursts into life with that very buzzy Littleton Farmer's Market, which was arguably one of New Zealand's best markets. Uh, it's the place to go to bag some fresh buffalo mozzarella from Little River. Uh, this time of year, super plump strawberries. You get your jars of spicy salsas, you name it, it's all go. A very perky crowd on the streets taking in the treats. And, well, the locals uh, go there early, you see. They, they do. The super It really early. is a, quite a local thing to do. They get there yes. early so they get all the good stuff. They do. And they leave the dreams for the, the w- people that come across the hill. I wouldn't be surprised if people actually sleep out at night on London Strait waiting for the market to open. Um, another really cool store, by the way, on London Street, Henry Trading. It's the sort of shop you go into and you just don't want to leave. You can't browse it quickly you, because you wouldn't be doing justice to it. Loaded with gifts and candles, ceramics, um, woolen goods, toys, kitchen tools, desk supplies, so much. It's a really eclectic collection. Hello, Christmas shopping. Now, what about some of the um, the coffee places there? What do you like? Well, actually, we mentioned Leslie's Bookshop. They share the same building as the Littleton Coffee Company, and I reckon this cafe personifies Littleton because it's the sort of place you'll walk into and you'll see businessmen holding meetings at their rustic tables right alongside heavily tattered port workers. This is not the place that's got a loud music, is it? It's got that very sort of brick interior. Okay, I can't think there's one place in Littleton where they play very loud music so you can't have a conversation. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, sound like, I sound like an old... old I was going to say, you sound like a curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> anyway. Civil and Naval, also on London Street. This is one of my faves. A very cool little tuppers bar. Once again, housed in a revitalised old brick building. You get your craft beers and your cocktails. Great food there too. The sharing menu is particularly good. Things like deep fried cauliflower with maple and chipotle. Um, there are larger options too. Try their ginger beer battered fish with pickle and preserved lemon. What a combo. Um, And by the way, I think my all-time favourite place in Littleton would have to be Wunderbar. I I think I first went there when I was first allowed to legally go into a bar and have a beer. Um, And it is still such a weird, wacky live music venue in New Zealand. Lots of amazing decorative features like their doll heads and planetary mirror balls, a really eccentric, quite trippy sort of bar. Um, Every Wednesday is open mic and jam night. Get amongst it. Okay, give it a go. Beyond the township, though, there's also some wonderful islands that you can go to Mm. um, and reasonably... uh, Cheap as well to, to, yeah. to, to travel there. They are. Black Cat Cruises operates um, island jaunts to both Quail Island and Rapapa. Quail, of course, has a very interesting backstory as a quarantine facility for people with leprosy. And at the same time as the lepers 
were there. Antarctic explorers Scott and Shackleton took advantage of the island to train their sled dogs and ponies before setting off on their ill-fated voyages. So it's about a 15-minute ferry ride with Black Cat from Littleton. During the summer months, they will operate a twice-daily schedule. Lovely walking tracks there are flutter with native birds and a really cool ship graveyard at Quail Island as well. Rapapa was... um, an ideal site for a fortified path for Naitahu. Uh, and also later, a fortress uh, was built on Rapapa Island to defend against possible foreign enemy attacks. So a bit like Quail, a really colourful history. It was also the site of a prisoner of war camp. And that fortress, which you can still see there today, was built to repel advancing Russian, German and Japanese invaders. Um, A marauding German captain, Count Felix von Luckner, he was captured in the last days of World War I, was incarcerated on Repapa for 109 days, and you can even still see his signature etched into a wall of one of the island's buildings. Uh, And there are disappearing guns and underground tunnels and bunkers uh, all there to be explored at Repapa Island. Okay, now further afield, head down the harbour to Governor's Bay. Yes. Beautiful wee home there. Well, it's not wee, is it? Well, it's a stunning garden and home, Onitahi, and this is a garden of international significance. Um, It incorporates garden displays, architectural works, art and sculpture, but it's the gardens that are just stunning. They date back to 1865. In 1976, Sir Miles Warren, his sister and her husband bought the property and they restored the the homestead, which dates back to the 19th century. And then the three of them set about establishing this grand garden. Um, And it is absolutely gorgeous. I don't know what is a bigger showstopper, the gardens or the art, but at this time of year... November, December, January is the perfect time to explore the glory of Onitahi. Coming up, we take a trip across to Akaroa and we head inland to wine country and a new starring attraction in the Mackenzie, uh, not Mackenzie, Methfin. Stay with us. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Enjoy a splash of summer in Christchurch, your purpose-built base camp for regional exploration. Across Christchurch and Canterbury, we'll put the adventure into your Kiwi holiday. From urban food safaris, knockout street art, to heart-stealing towns, thermal pools and wine adventures. When was the last time you really explored Christchurch? For more inspiration, head to ChristchurchNZ.com. You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we celebrate summer in Canterbury. Let's showcase Banks Peninsula, my favourite part of, one of my favourite parts of Canterbury. Um, And if you look at the map, it's a very curious looking kind of feature in some respects, big blob that sticks out. (laughs) It is. It's like a big bulbous giant thumbprint, Um, Banks Peninsula. And of course, the area was formed from the remnants of two ancient volcanoes. Captain Cook assumed it was an island. If he'd been sailing by around 18,000 BC, he would have been correct. Uh, But since 18,000 BC, Banks Peninsula, the island, became joined to the mainland uh, due to all of that glacial rock washing down the rivers from the Southern Alps. But prior to that, yeah, the likes of Akaroa Harbour was part of a giant volcanic island. 
pretty amazing, isn't it? Mm. All of that region's lovely. I yeah. really like it. Um, I want to take us to Little River. I love Little River, and I'll tell you why I love Little River the most, is they have the best pumpkin festival every yes. year. I went there last year. Must have been in between lockdowns, obviously. Had a lovely time. It's there's, around Queen's birthday, from memory. There's something very special about Little River. Mm. It's the kind of place that you used to, once upon a time, just maybe stop by to the cafe and look at the gallery. But now it's a place where you can actually stay a night or two. Yes, you can. And you can actually take your um, sleep in a converted grain silo. I've always wanted to do this, but never done it before. Same. I keep seeing it thinking, I must do that one night. Apparently, it's very cool. Very quirky. Probably one of the quirkier accommodation options in New Zealand. Silo stay. You'll see it on the main drag through Little River, right next to that fabulous art uh, gallery, the Little River Gallery, which is uh, always popular, offering a really cool mix of eclectic and wonderful art for sale. Uh, by the way, when you make your way to Akaroa, before uh, you get to Akaroa, the Hilltop Tavern is always another really important stop for that fabulous panoramic view across to Akaroa Harbour. And as you roll down from the hilltop, um, if you're into your cheese, fromage fans definitely should pop into Barry's Bay Cheese for tours and tastings. When this factory first produced its cheddar, in 1895, there were actually nine small family-owned dairy co-ops operating in Banks Peninsula. And today, Barry's Bay Cheese, they are the sole survivor. And they are sticklers for tr tradition, uh, still operating handcrafted cheese making on the peninsula. Good on them. Now, Akaroa, how's that going, do you reckon, without the cruise ships? It's a double-edged sword, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Some yeah. people love them. Some mm. people just hate them. That's it. And obviously this summer we are not going to see the cruise passengers spilling onto the streets every day, a bit like last summer. Um, back in the summer of 2019, pre-COVID, I mean, they were getting three, 4,000 cruise passengers descending on Akaroa each day. So it is a financially it's a real hit for mm. a lot of operators. But over summer... Um, I tend to agree with a lot of locals who actually feel as if they have uh, reclaimed Akaroa and it's a lot more manageable just getting about. It's a lot more relaxed uh, compared to when the cruise ships are in town. So if you enjoyed Akaroa of old, a more leisurely laid back vibe, that novelty will certainly be back in force again this summer. Uh, I was there a few weeks ago, and it was perky without being overcrowded, and I think mm. it's a nice mix. Yeah, I, I probably would agree with that. Um, and there's plenty of different cruises you can take as well. Yeah, that's true. The Black Cat Cruises Nature Tour on Akaroa Harbour. They're absolutely fabulous, that it's, company. It's such a knockout, that cruise. And, yeah, I mean, they operate. All the staff. All yeah, the stuff, sorry. Beautiful stuff. Lovely stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that cruise out to the heads of Akaroa Harbour is truly worth doing if you've never done it before. There's so much you see, um, so much history, like Ornuku Marae, you'll cruise right past it. That's where the treaty was first signed in the South Island. You'll see cathedrals, uh, Cathedral Cave, where the ocean seems to breathe in and out with a deafening roar. Mm. Nico Palm Gully, I love that. You will see it up on the hillside. It's the southernmost grove of Nico Palms in the world, and then, of course, there's the wildlife um, hanging out by the harbour entrance. Hector's dolphins, the big stars of the show, penguins, 
And then more geological spectacles like Scenery Nook, which is this humongous rock formation. It's a volcanic amphitheatre. And if you are a geologist, I'm sure you know it is considered by geologists as one of the most dramatic sea cliffs in the world. The colours, it's like Mm. paint chart central of all of these different fiery reds as if Mars has descended on Akaroa. There you go, girl. Did you make it to the giant's house? I did. I adore the Giant's House. If you're travelling with kids, you've really got to treat them uh, to a few hours at the Giant's House. They will find it completely mesmerising. Josie Martin is the woman behind this incredible creation, 24 years and counting. She calls it the happiest garden on earth, and I think that's such a cool description because there is a touch of the Disney to the Giant's House. Mm. This was originally the manor house that was built for Akaroa's first BNZ bank manager. She bought the house, began designing the garden, and by chance, she unearthed shards of old china in the dirt, which she thought, let's turn that into mosaics. And she hasn't really stopped ever since. So you've got this monumental pleasure garden, flamboyantly adorned with hundreds and hundreds of mosaic sculptures and characters. Some of them are massive. It's like a grand fantasia. A little bit of Disney meeting Gaudi kind of reminiscent of Park Guell in Barcelona, and it's a perennial family hit. You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we celebrate summer in Canterbury, Ōtotahi. Uh, let's head to the hinterland now with the wines of North Canterbury and the brand new thermal hot pools in Methven. Uh, both options, I reckon, are kind of tailor-made for just decent day trips, aren't they, Michael? Definitely, Chris. And at the base of Mount Hutt, summer in Methven has never been so inviting because November heralds the grand opening of the head-turning, much-awaited Ōpoki Thermal Pools and Spa. These have been several years in the making, and uh, their point of difference is that at Ōpoki, they source their water from the Rangatata River, which is fed by the glacial melt from the Southern Alps, and the pools are sustainably heated by solar thermal collectors. So glacial-fed water Mm. heated by the sun. So I wonder if that means if you can put your head under the water, you need to find that out. (laughs) You do need to find that out. There's a range of uh, guest experiences, though, too. Absolutely. Uh, For the family, hot pools with a kid's aqua play zone, very much designed for the child at heart. So the aqua play zone has a crazy river and a leap of faith plunge pool. You can also take refuge and explore the starlit caves that have been built into the thermal pools complex. You will never know what you will find in there, Chris. And what I like about the sound of this is there's, there's decent pampering for adults. They have gone full tilt. You've got this fully equipped spa facility, which will offer a range of treatments and therapies. But best of all, the adult exclusive area will deliver a premium bathing experience, including a combination of larger communal hot pools, secluded private pools, and best of all, a pool bar with exclusive private cabanas. Now, the adult exclusive pools are called tranquility pools, and you'll have this Gorgeous view of the foothills of the Southern Alps. They come with water jet massages, bubble therapy, sauna therapies, a cold plunge pool, and a luxury relaxation area. And you can pair this with a poolside canapé and beverage service. So you're you're just lolloping and wallowing in that beautiful water and your tranquility Mm. pool, Chris, and you're 
whistle up some canapes in a cocktail. You'll be soaking away your stress instantly. This is going to really change the whole vibe of Methven, isn't it? For a, a good For sure. reason. When I think of yeah. Methven, I think of Snope, I think of Mount Hutt, but now you'll yeah. be able to think of something different, which yep. I think is certainly going to be great. Mm. Um, let's head into the wine country now, and I, I'm a big fan of this place. Mm-hmm. Greystones. Absolutely. So highly decorated. They scoop so many awards. It's a real industry, darling. They're 100% organic. For example, 12 months ago, their 2017 vineyard ferment Pinot Noir was heralded as one of uh, the year's top 100 wine discoveries of the world by that world-leading wine authority, Robert Parker. Uh, Vineyard ferment is about as close as you will get to nature-making wine. They're really big sticklers for not adding things to the Mm. fermentation process. And I've had one of their organic wines. It's beautiful. And I said to... um, uh, one of the staff members. So if I have an organic wine, if I have a lovely organic wine, yeah, it's going to be better for me, isn't it? Yeah. And he sort of turned around and said, "Well, it just <laughs> depends how much you have." But I felt better. <laughs> I felt healthier having organic wine. Yes, no, it's true. It, it's the, it certainly tastes cleaner. Uh, just yeah, no additives in the wine. Mm. Um, also, the thing about the Waipara Valley. Uh, is the wines a super boutique? Lots of Mar and Pa yeah. enterprises, aren't there? Yeah. So Pinot Noir would probably be the signature varietal, but they do actually produce quite a few other varietals mm. as well, all across Wipra. I think at last count there are ninety vineyards in the valley, um, so you can sell a door hop. All day, you know, until your heart's content. I would really recommend you go down George's Road, which is just on the south bank of the Waipara River, and one of the best spots there, which featured on Country Calendar about a year or so ago, Terrace Edge. Now, if you like a full-bodied Shiraz or Syrah, you've got to try the Roasted Slope Terrace Edge Syrah. I love that name, Roasted Slope Syrah. Um this block vines uh, grow on a virtually vertical slope, um, and they like cling on for dear life. You can see this terrace when you're there at Terrace Edge, and the vines are just like tenaciously holding on. I feel thirsty now. As they bake under forty degree heat in the summer, Chris. So yeah, it really is very, very good, Sarah. Uh, by the way, very quickly, Boneline Estate, also on George's Road. Uh, the wine label refers to a boundary line close to the vineyard, which has unearthed fossils as old as sixty five million years. And there was actually an asteroid strike here. Each of the wines labels feature fossils discovered in the river, which is well, go. quite a cool marketing touch. Yeah, I quite like that. Um, it's a it's a great place to go to. And by the way, uh, there are some uh, bus tours or some tours we can get a, a you know minivans to the destination, so yes. you don't have to feel like you know you can you can so maybe indulge, yes. and then by the end of the experience, they will take you back. It's several of the the vineyards do that, don't they? They do indeed. Uh, uh, anything else? Uh, just a couple of quick notes. Also on George's Road. Uh, check out George's Road Wines. And Kirk Bray heads up George's Road Wines. His Pinot Noir, his Syrah and his Pinot Gris, they're all fabulous, delicate, delicious, and a reflection of the unique terroir of the Waipara region. Um, And also, if you want to check out a bit of art, further up the road, Iron Ridge Quarry Sculpture Park, uh, Raymond Huber purchased what was an abandoned limeworks, and he has transformed this quarry into a wondrous sculpture park, beautiful 
native gardens and his really strong steel sculptures um, are his sort of statement art mm. and you can check them all out at uh, this park, the Iron Ridge Quarry Sculpture Park. It's a must-see. I'm looking forward to my Christmas present, so Mike's going to be giving me some bottles <laughs> of wine and some lovely sculptures. Thank you, Michael. Uh, thank you for joining us on Kiwi's Tripsters. Be sure to like our Facebook page, and our show notes are available on the website, kiwitripsters.co.nz. By the way, our companion articles to this podcast on uh, destinations like Littleton and Christchurch in summer, they are available at fortheloveoftravel.nz. We love your support too, so always... Uh, Rate us and review us, Kiwi Tripsters, as well on the podcast service of your choice. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.